are live. You're listening to Clemente's Corner. I am here with Dolores, a.k.a. Joseph, a killer producer in the area. Uh, give the listeners some background, um, where you're from, what you've been doing, what you like to do, things like that. Word. Well, um, I was born in Mesa, Arizona, but whenever I was like, before I turned two years old, basically we moved to Amarillo because it was hot. It was too damn hot. <laughs> that's fair. No, yeah. So that's where I'm from. I basically lived in Amarillo <clears throat> since I was since like as long as I can remember and shit. Um, like what have I been up to lately? Yeah, like uh, you know, I don't know how the best way to word it. <laughs> Cause I see you working with everybody, you know. So like uh, I guess just tell people what you do, like you enjoy doing when it comes to like music, things like that, art. Oh, for sure. Um, basically, it goes one of two ways. Like, whenever I'm working on, like, solo stuff, like, that's a completely different animal, which, like, we mm-hmm. could probably get into later. As far as just, like, working with, like, other people, like, that's just something that, like, I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, my first experience, like, making a beat was just, like, on GarageBand. <laughs> and nice. I played it for one of my friends, and he just started rapping over it. And it was just the craziest feeling in the world. So ever since then, I've just like been trying to like work with all of the musicians that I have a connection to that like I appreciate their sound and like we have some sort of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like that's where like the Keeley stuff comes from, like Sabi or like the '80s Blonde, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. Awesome. No, yeah, and even things like um, like just like little things here and there, like the last song on jay scott's project coin flip uh excellence Mm -hmm. like no yeah it's just like he just fit that beat perfectly oh that's crazy no yeah it's a it's a wild ass song yeah you've worked with like every artist like i've had on here so far i think i mean it feels like that way i mean at least a little bit (laughs) probably yeah like either like directly or indirectly like publicly or privately Mm -hmm. because like i've definitely done a lot of stuff with like um like uh like Keely Wilson and like Blake Rogers mm-hmm. and like the people from like the like Lake Dads and like uh formerly like Smooth, Smooth Taste. Taste. Yeah. Like all those like nah, those are the homies. I miss those bands, man. Nah, for sure. God bless them. I know they're making some crazy shit right now though. Yeah, <laughs> like that's cool. every single one of them just goes crazy. Yeah. That guy Sutton has some really good stuff out. No, yeah, you check out his E P? Yeah. Dude, nah, he smashed that shit. He did. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I still go back and listen to that Lake Dad's album on Bandcamp sometimes. S- such a great vibe. Facts. I think you were on, I forgot what track. Oh, uh, Adoration. Yeah. No, yeah, like, I don't know what brought me to making, like, that is legitimately, like, probably the prettiest instrumental that has, like, come out mm-hmm. <laughs> under my fucking name and shit. But, like, it just fit their vibe perfectly. And, like, I was telling them ages ago, like, yo, yeah, let me send y'all some beats to use for your project. Mm -hmm. And that was even back whenever, like, they were still a two-piece, like, before uh, Marissa joined the group as the bassist. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, I just had this crazy beat that ended up being Adoration. I think it had, like, yeah, I called the beat Adoration. And I sent it to them. And then... No, Keely just knocked it out of the park vocally and just like I don't know which one of them added the guitar, but it just tied 
tied everything together. That's dope. That's really cool. Um, what got you interested in like doing, making beats, making music? I mean, I feel like one of the first places to start is just like just growing up listening to all the music that I did mm-hmm. because like I got so many different just expertise in music just thanks to direct family members like my dad would always like play like old rap and like some contemporary like R&B stuff too mm-hmm. like he was super big on like the Sugar Hill Gangs and like Biggie Smalls Wu-Tang Clan all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so immediately connected there and my mom was into more like the more mellow like melodic stuff like the like the Sgt. Peppers and like the Pink Floyds and things like that and my sister just <laughs> played so much like for some reason crunk music was played so much in our house <laughs> like Lil John type shit yeah like it was always just like a flip between like it was like red hot chili peppers like going into get low yeah ridiculous little john was a fun era Facts. (laughs) no one no one gives the crunk era their credit bro yeah like they inspired so much of like just the catchiest music that's out today Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say like the best but like just some of the catchiest stuff you cannot have dudes like i feel like you can't have dudes like young thug Mm -hmm. and like just all these different artists that are like in that sphere now without dudes like Lil John who just kind of like opened everyone up to just like just getting ignorant and just making some crazy shit. Yeah, it's a good point. Facts. Didn't think of it that way. No, yeah, and like it's weird because like Crunk started like in Memphis and then like migrated to Atlanta where mm-hmm. Lil John and like all those dudes started picking it up like Yin Yang Twins all mm-hmm. that stuff. Oh yeah. Next Extra long tees. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like the like snap era type stuff there's like dudes yeah. in a line just dancing t-pain i was a uh, man that was a great time i'm saying bro yeah no yeah. i was also a child so it was weird growing up with like <laughs> whenever like soldier boy is just the biggest rapper in the world yeah like that was a thing that was such a crazy vibe <laughs> like <laughs> that and like just seeing all of the weird internet culture stuff like start bubbling up, like the internet evolving like in front of us. Yeah. It's like some nutty shit. That is. I was just thinking, uh Soldier Boy made like a video game or something, right? Oh he had like a like a, a game station. Like it wasn't like a PlayStation or an Xbox, it was just like a bunch of it was his own console, but with a bunch of games that I know he did not get the royalties <laughs> for. <laughs> Like, no, yo, he was, like, in interviews, and they were asking him, like, you got the royalties to all these? And, like, he didn't answer it directly. Damn. And I don't think anyone has gotten their console yet. Like, that was, like, in, like, 2019, 2018. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's madness. Shout out like, Soldier Boy. <laughs> sorry, everything's held up because of this uh, corona thing. I'll, uh, <laughs> he'll get those by 2021. <laughs> oh, for sure. Soldier Boy, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like who's like still making music from that era i don't know like they're definitely out there like um i saw twista is like training people how to shoot rifles no yeah you get <laughs> you get fingerprints and a twista autograph if you go to the session bro you gotta check it out man 
Like, no, like, my girlfriend's, like, my girlfriend Caitlin, like, sent me a picture of it and was mm-hmm. just so confused. And I was just like, what the hell is that? And she said, do you think I know? <laughs> like, no, that was Twista just being the most pro NRA guy I've ever seen in the rap game. Like, aside from, like, a few just, like, mm-hmm. subtle people, it was just a weird vibe. Like, I wasn't expecting... Like, bro, you were on slow jams. What the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> I never thought of that either. It's kind of funny. It's, it's it, made, it made me laugh real hard. Uh, I heard E-40 on a song recently, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. Oh, man. No, yo, real shit. Like, I feel like dudes like E-40 are, like, about to have, like, a renaissance era, though. Like, this, like, decade. Like, he stayed pretty popping throughout, like, the decade. Like, the mm-hmm. I Don't Fuck With You and, like, all those different songs that he was featured on, like, kept his name out there. That's true. But also, like, so many dudes that, like, are just heavily inspired by, like, Detroit and, like, Bay Area music. Like, probably the most, the best example would probably be, like, or I guess the most popular example would be guys like Blueface or, like, Shoreline Mafia, S-O-B-R-B-E. Like, the dudes that are, like, rapping over, like, just super fast tempo, just bouncy-ass beats. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they're just rapping off beat half the time. Yeah. Like, but, like, E-40 did, like, kind of help start that shit. Like, his flow has always been just, like, real off the grid. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. I'm saying, bro. I love the way he raps. This is so funky. Yeah. It's like, he should have, I wish he did more shit with, like, Timbaland. Like, I feel like they would have made a great combo. It might be out there. I just, I haven't mm. seen it yet. Do you have a uh, a lot of solo stuff out there? Mm. <clears throat> like, it varies. It's about to be more. Mm-hmm. Like, sooner than later, it will be more. But right now, as far as solo shit, all of it's mostly on SoundCloud right now. Okay. Like, a lot of, like, instrumentals from dating back to, like, 2017, all the way up to... Uh, all like the remixes and like just projects where i just like flip like songs Mm -hmm. but like put my own like beats underneath it and just like remix it Mm -hmm. like all those are on soundcloud and i think yeah the only Mm. not bad (laughs) it's okay man people gotta burp no for sure the only (laughs) stuff that i have like on streaming right now is a track with Ugly Chulo and Sabi rapping over it. That one is called Cherish. It's just a great song. Cherish we, is we, dope. No, yeah, we were sitting on it for a hot minute before we dropped it. <clears throat> like, damn near like six months. Wow. Of just holding on to it. But that was crazy. Oh, and um, yeah, just that and a EP called TV Land that's also on streaming which has like raps on it oh yeah no yeah yeah like your your vocals on it yes yes dope no, i yeah. was gonna ask if you've ever like you know laid down some bars oh no yeah that's a that's a crazy little project right there <laughs> like i ought to bump some of that at the end of the show hell yeah i'm, I'm down bro That'd be awesome. It's some um, funky shit. I feel like a bad interviewer because I didn't know you had any solo stuff. Oh, so. no, nah, yo, it's all good, man. Like going to podcast hell. No, nah, yo, if anything, like <laughs> it makes you a better interviewer. Like the day an interviewer feels like they know everything is the day they should stop interviewing. Oh, that's deep. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> 
makes me feel good. Makes me feel good about being unprepared. Anyway, um, this is going to go slightly off topic. I usually start the podcast with a stand-up clip. Have, are you familiar with uh, Andrew Scholes over here on the left? Oh, yeah. I have a weird relationship with this guy. <laughs> because I grew, like, whenever I was, like, in, like, middle school, like, freshman year of high school, I had cable. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Guy, guy code was on all the fucking time on mtv yeah yeah and i always saw him but i never knew what he actually did yeah same like i felt like the same way about like pete davidson and like all these guys exactly. like donnell rawlings like before i knew like the whole world of comedians little duval oh my gosh everyone charlemagne <laughs> the god it's crazy how much charlemagne was like on that show yeah that that show was stacked, and we didn't even know it it's, at the time, you know? <laughs> seriously, though. We didn't know how much talent was just there. No, yeah. But no, yeah, I fuck with him. I fuck with Andrew Schultz. All right, this is Sharing a Bed with a Dude by Andrew Schultz. Oh, yeah. I got buddies that were very homophobic, man, like, to the point where they couldn't even share a bed with me. Hotel, king-size bed. Buddy of mine is freaking out. He's like, dude, I don't know if we're going to share this bed. We should put some blankets and pillows in the middle of the bed. Just create an anti-gay structure, you know, just protect us from the gay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, you know, or you could not fuck me. How about that? Is that, that a good idea? Just brainstorming here. Uh, pretty sure nothing gay's gonna happen. If we just go to sleep and then, you know, wake up and fuck me. I think that's how the gay shit works. I'm a little nervous you need to set up obstacles to not fuck me in the night. You need a barricade to not fuck your friend. That's concerning, okay? Because I know if I woke up, I'd just look at you and be like, ah, I don't want to fuck him. But apparently you're waking up like, I want to fuck him, but I don't want to climb. My boy's furious. He's like, no, 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 that shit's you don't do another day to me, bro. You're the fucking gay one, dude. And I was like, first of all, if I was gay, what makes you think some blankets and pillows are gonna stop me from getting what I want? If I'm gay, I'm going in. I'm using a pillow so no one hears you. Someone's cheats are getting cracked. Yikes. Oh, that guy's crazy. Oh my gosh. That was I was I was not expecting that ending. <laughs> yeah. It uh took it took a turn. <laughs> it took a very serious turn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah, that that does like I've never had like friends like that. Mm-hmm. But like I know those people are out there and they just make me chuckle. Yeah. It's like it's funny that those people exist. Yeah, that's a real thing. Like the <laughs> two guys, two two straight guys don't want to share a bed together. Two bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> I've never had that luxury. I'm like, no, we're going to share a bed because I don't want to pay another 40 bucks. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every trip. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that guy, uh, he has basically like his own late show he started. Um where he just like records himself like doing current events since he can't do stand up anymore. Hell yeah. And it's awesome. He's killing it. He's killing the game. He's one of my favorites for sure. Oh, yeah, and he's been in the game for a minute. 
Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I don't know um, what the the future of comedy in New York and L.A. is going to look like. Maybe there won't be one. <laughs> that's pretty crazy What uh, what's going on in the world. But it doesn't stop music, so that's good. That's always great. No, you're like, but, like, thanks to, like, <clears throat> like, I feel like it's, like, a similar thing for, like, comedians and musicians as far as just, like, the current landscape of shit. Mm-hmm. Because, like... For the time being, a lot of musicians aren't going to be able to play shows. And for the time being, a lot of comedians aren't going to be able to, like, do shows either. Yeah. At least, like, not, like, to the fullest degree while also being, like, what was it, like, CDC approved? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, good. But I don't know, like, we can still, like, we can still create, though. And that's, like, I feel like that's the part to remember. Yeah. It's the part we need to not go insane. <laughs> no, facts. Like... Bro, if I did not have, like, music mm-hmm. and just, like, a space to just make whatever I want, like, I would have lost it in April. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That was, uh... I mean, I was I was trying to write, like, jokes, like, during the, like, March, April, and May, but they were all just, like, dog shit. They were, they were terrible. I don't ever want to look at those again. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But it's getting better, you know. Hell like yeah. uh, I've done uh, a few performances. Like at first, it was it felt really rusty, and I forgot a lot of things. But it's finally picking back up. Like I'm doing uh, mics like once a week, which is cool as long as nobody dies. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Have you done any uh, live performances recently? Uh, recently, no. Like the last one I did, well, it was a house show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a house show hosted by Motor Eagle. I believe it was, like, the March Madness Mayhem Musket. Like, it had, like, five M's in the name. Mm. No, it was Catchy. Like, no, yeah, it was a little house show. And that one was fun. Just DJed at the start of the night and just kind of hung out. It was crazy because, like, the very next day was... Me, Sabi, and Chula were all going up to Tennessee mm-hmm. to go, like, hang out with David, Machine 6, and just start knocking out tracks. That's where that guy lives? No, okay, yeah. Okay, Tennessee. Yeah, shout out Tennessee. That I've place like, is weird. I've heard some of his, like, music, and I started following him on Instagram. And I know he was, like, a part of Bad Grammar, right? No, yeah. Like, okay. that dude's a genius. Like, I, I cannot speak highly enough about, like, everyone in that group. Oh, yeah. Like... Everybody got their quirks. Yeah, and you and Sabi just uh, dropped something, like, was that a month ago? Just about. Pretty recently. No, yeah, it was, like, I think it was, like, near the end of June, like, June 19th or so. Or, no, it wasn't June 19th. It was June 16th, I believe. Nice. No, yeah, it was a great project. Cross-faded out now. Yeah, Sabi's good. I like his energy. No, yeah, that dude's goofy. <laughs> Love him to death. And then uh, I saw Machine Six. He like posted. I don't know if it was on his story. It might still be on his Instagram. It was. He was just like rapping. Um, he was just like flowing to a beat, like in his backyard. No, yeah, like that dude just that, raps his ass off. That shit went hard. It's crazy. <laughs> like no, yeah. Like whenever I like started just like making like beats like i was like yeah like i really want to start taking this seriously like david was like the first person i showed a lot of beats to Mm -hmm. and like 
don't know, like over time like he kind of like influenced the direction that i'll go in and just like helped me like mature as a producer i think nice like everybody involved like working with like keely and seth and david like all of them just have such like different energies mm-hmm. but it's like whenever everything is put together and like everybody's just like on the same page is just like magic mm-hmm. every single time that's cool it's beautiful yeah. that's awesome how you can go into like i mean i don't know if a lot of producers do it but just go into like multiple genres that way like just no, kind of yeah, make like, it work that's what like like that's like one of the biggest things that, like, I learned from them is, like, I am not just stuck making just, like, beats. Mm-hmm. Just, like, like lo-fi, like, chill-ass beats. Yeah. Like, that's something I'm very good at doing, but, like, that's not all I can do. Like, over time, like, found out 80s Blonde, like, that's another project that I feel like is really important because I feel like a lot of people hadn't heard that side of, like, the kind of production that, like i can make Mm -hmm. because like everything on there is just like heavy and just nasty as hell like 80s blonde if uh, y'all don't know is just like this crazy ass rapper out of uh san antonio right now i believe and no yeah he just makes just hard ass like punk type rap music oh yeah no yeah we just dropped a little collab uh myself 80s blonde and uh toller blue me and Toller Blue did like all the beats on it, and 80s Blonde is like rapping on every track. That's dope. No, yeah, crazy shit. Just like nasty as hell. That's on uh, SoundCloud. Oh, it's it's on it's on streaming. That one's called Bodhi, B O D H I. All right, I'll look it up. Oh, yeah, brazy shit. Hell yeah, that's exciting. So, how long have you been uh, producing? Um. I'd say since about 2016. Wow. No, yeah, about yeah, so about four years or so. That's because pretty like recent. Hell yeah. No, yeah, like <laughs> well, it's because <laughs> whenever I first started, like it was like my senior year of high school, and like I was like, I don't remember if it was said in here, if it was like off the off the air, mm-hmm. but it was just like my graduation gift was a laptop, mm-hmm. which blew my fucking mind. Because, like, the first thing I did was download Ableton, which is, like, the software that I use to make beats and shit. Mm-hmm. And I just literally started from there. And, like, I made a lot of garbage beats. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your uh, influence then? My influence then? Or has, has it changed, really? Oh, it's, it's definitely changed quite a bit. Because, like, whenever I first started making beats, I was, like, really just trying to, like make anything that i could think of Mm, okay like just like not even like tight beats just like i would like try my hardest to make some shit that like sounded like the alchemist produced it or Mm -hmm. like just punching way above my weight yeah but that's what you do when you start like no yeah like (laughs) and like from there i just started like learning little by little like all these different things like Mm -hmm. actually like picking up like music theory and like what kinds of like records and samples to look for which ones to avoid Mm -hmm. like just drum selection like it's like an entire world that like i had no idea about yeah that just like 
completely like switch the way that I like think mm -hmm. like that whole process is crazy. <laughs> wow. See, sampling is crazy to me because it's like, a, like, how do you like what, what Kanye West does where he just goes and finds like incredible music that was made like in the eighties and seventies and sixties. And it's just like, how do you go about even like ballparking like what you want to sample, you know? Like most of the, <laughs> most of the time, it's just completely by chance mm -hmm. because I always like I early on I used to just like find like YouTube rips and just like download them onto the computer and just try to like make beats out of them. But then like the older I got and like just like the more hardware I just started collecting over the years, like things like samplers and like record players and just like knowing how to connect everything. Mm -hmm. Then I started like just going right off of records and I felt like that was like, I don't know. It felt more right. Like, cause like I could just like, everything was just so tangible and just like, you can just like reach out and just grab it. Nice. And I feel like that's like important for like stuff that you sample, like whether it is like online or like, physical copies mm -hmm. it's all just about like the feeling that it gives you in like that exact moment i feel like like you know within is like there's some shit like like a lot of like dudes that just like sample shit could relate to like you'll know within like five seconds if it's like some shit that you're gonna make a beat out of or not oh, okay. like that's all you need beautiful that's cool i just noticed um there's this i found this band called cortex Oh, and it seems like every rapper has sampled Cortex. Now, yo, Tropio Blue is a <laughs> classic album. I was showing the homies that shit the other day. Tropio Blue, it, like, what year was it? 76? 74? Yeah, way back. 76. 76. No, yeah, like... Oh, actually, 75. 75? Oh, we were almost there. But <laughs> that's not the point. 70s, they make French jazz fusion... With just some of the, like, just most beautiful vocals I have heard in mm -hmm. my entire life. Like, I don't know who that is singing on it, but, like, her voice is just angelic. Yeah, it's just, amazing. No, yeah, and, like, some of the craziest, like, drumming I've ever heard. Like, I've legitimately tried to sample every song off of that album. I can't remember the exact song, but it's the one that goes... Oh, with the piano? Yeah, at the oh, very beginning. Hold on, yeah, let me see that name. I'm trying to see. It's not that. Oh, wait, not, it might be that. Oh, one. it's not. It's the one right underneath it. But I've heard this. This one sampled by oh, several yeah. rappers as no, well. Oh yeah, like Tyler the Creator, MF Doom, yeah. like this one. Okay, no, yeah. Oh yeah, this one's just. Currency beautiful. used this. Uh, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, like so many. Oh uh, yo, like that, like that Lupe song really did like turn me onto this album though. Mm. What was it? A uh, mural. I think it was the first time I heard it was uh, that Haji Beats and Left Brain. What was that group called? Uh, Mellow Hype. Yeah, they they sampled it, <laughs> and they had like this old school music video with these kids getting hit by cars. <laughs> oh my God! God bless Odd Future. God bless what Odd Future was. Absolutely, man. And now, like, as I've like matured and aged, and like I always thought like Tyler was my favorite, and I still love Tyler a lot. But like the internet. I fuck with oh, really heavy. They've had one of the craziest glow-ups of all time. Like, going from just, like, Matt and Sid early on, just, like, 
just making all this like pretty like little ditties mm-hmm. going all the way to them them just having a full band and like launching other people's careers in the process yeah. like dudes like steve lacy and shit steve like, lacy's from odd future or not nah, as far as i know like odd oh. future had already like disbanded and shit yeah. by the time like steve lacy joined the band oh but, okay like it's what like they did afterwards that like made it crazy and like getting like beats from k tronada mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff like they've really come so far and like that's such a crazy thing to look at like watching whenever all they had out was like purple naked ladies mm-hmm. and now it's like hive mind is like like it had a pretty big first week whenever it came out i'm pretty sure like they did some numbers i just recently like started listening to steve lacy that dude's really good i probably heard like five songs but no yeah he's got a good vibe oh yeah he makes some makes some like beautiful guitar lines and just like his chord progressions are so hard Mm -hmm. very cool anywho yes what was i gonna say Hmm. what um do you what are your like uh long-term goals like do you plan on staying in this area and just like you know building it up here i mean i'll be honest like right now i feel like everything is just real up in the air Mm -hmm. but like i i don't want to stay here forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like i don't know like i feel like i'm not in the biggest rush in the world but i'm also like i'm like ready whenever Mm -hmm. as well i just feel like moving like in this time like in the time we're in right now the scariest time ever no yeah it's just like (laughs) like i'm not gonna like fault people that do because like like opportunities are still gonna happen Mm -hmm. and i feel like as long as like they're being safe and like they're like regulating like how they're carrying themselves in new environments Mm -hmm. then i feel like if they're going about it responsibly then like go for it but also i feel like just leaving texas like i'd be entering the area with just like a target on my back just because texas hasn't exactly handled the situation the best yeah it's uh it's weird i don't know (laughs) it's a weird ass vibe i think the best place to be right now is wyoming (laughs) i believe it or like because nobody's there like montana or something just like a place where it's like seven miles between every house where there's more cows than people that's (laughs) just right next to canada yeah north canada where it's just uh natives i was gonna say eskimos i don't know if you can say eskimos anymore like like (laughs) i don't know like is like like i don't know is eskimo like even like a derogatory term i think it like just became one recently where people like you can't say that damn yeah well we'll figure something out the the north canadians the cold people damn that's cold the ice climbers is that what they're called on smash bros yeah (laughs) yo fuck ice climbers bro (laughs) like anytime like i'm playing someone in smash bros and they go for ice climbers i'm immediately just like damn i'm about to get my ass beat Mm -hmm. because only people that know how to use ice climbers use ice climbers that's a good point i have no idea how to use them nah yo like i get my (laughs) ass beat every time i hit i use donkey kong every time Mm. that's that's my go-to donkey kong's hard to fight with nah yo he go hard though (laughs) 
like just like slap the ground like mm-hmm. just knock the shit out of a motherfucker he does that that tornado thing no yeah he do that like <laughs> you can charge up his punch and you can just knock him out on the first hit <laughs> it is exciting like no yo donkey kong and s tier smash bros character i was really into like the 64 smash bros and then i like didn't pick it up for a long time and then i played it on the switch recently and i was like holy fuck oh, i missed hell yeah i missed everything <laughs> Bruh, like whenever i was growing up like me and my sister shared a gamecube mm-hmm. and we had smash brothers melee on it and that is one of just like the most important games in the world to me now <laughs> like i love I love Smash Bros. so much. Brawl was all right. The new one is crazy. I don't have it, but, like, I've played it with people, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely beautiful. Like, whichever one, like, came out on the Switch first. No, yeah, I, but Melee was where it's at. I like that Nintendo just, like, stays OG with it, and like, they're just like, we're going to keep making this. They know what people want. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's been the motto for nintendo like since the jump like just like don't overthink it Mm -hmm. like because like literally like look at mario like it's like just the simplest concept in the world but like it stayed like getting audiences and like hooking new fans like every single year yeah that's true just because like man's iconic and like the game's just like it's just like i don't know what it does to your serotonin levels but like you just (laughs) feel happy playing mario (laughs) Yeah, it's the the simplicity of it. Like, nah, deadass. I challenge motherfucker to just say Super Mario Brothers and not, like, smirk a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Ass. Has anyone ever, like, hated that game? Like, as far as I know. Maybe, like, like an angry child who keeps losing. But <laughs> <laughs> No, that was literally me, and I still love that shit. Like, no, yeah, like, Mario Kart, too. Like, Mario Kart is, like, one of the best just party games of all time. Right oh, up forever. there with, like, Smash Bros. and Mario Party. Yeah. Like, Nintendo has mastered just, like, the community game. That's true. That's a good point, yeah. I'm saying, bro. It's a, I love that shit. They're doing the... They're not trying to be, like, Xbox or PlayStation. They're just, like... Like, no, yeah, like, they're, they've they're got, like... we in our own lane. Like, no, yeah, like, they got a whole different trajectory, I feel like. Because, like, they've already kind of, like, solidified themselves, like, just, like, a timeless brand. Mm-hmm. And just, like, making just real, like, content that's built to last, like... I feel like Nintendo is like the Norm McDonald of just like gaming. <laughs> Norm McDonald. No, yo, because like it's goofy and like it's clunky and like some of it feels like it's just a long non sequitur. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it's like a lot of his jokes are built to last the way that like a lot of like games in the Nintendo sphere are built to last. Like they're just like have a timeless quality to them. I love the Norm Macdonald reference. Uh, I, like, I've got a weird relationship, but I like Norm Macdonald is like one of my favorite comedians. Oh yeah, dude. Like, I That's love funny. him so much. Like, the moth joke has made me cry laughing <laughs> so many times. I try to like, I'll say it every once in a while, and my girlfriend will just get really mad because <laughs> she's heard it too many times mm-hmm. as well. Makes sense. I was actually um, watching like YouTube clips of Norm. It was just like. 20 minutes of norm mcdonald jokes it was it was a lot of fun no yo, i found this channel that my buddy turned me on to that's just called i'm not norm and like 
daily or weekly i forgot which one like they upload so many clips and it's just all compilations mm-hmm. of just norm mcdonald <laughs> like it's nothing else it is just like celebrities thoughts on norm mcdonald celebrity impressions of norm mcdonald norm mcdonald's best jokes norm mm-hmm. mcdonald's best puns like norm mcdonald's best non sequiturs <laughs> Yeah, his his ability to just not give a shit about anybody is is amazing. Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I watched a dude like just dive deep in to like no, yo, like he's actually a genius because mm-hmm. and I like I think to myself like I don't deny that the man's probably pretty smart. Like he's a very well spoken guy whenever he's not trying to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. But also like I feel like it's like a Tom Green thing too. Where it's like, I feel like he's doing a lot of it like on a, like a different reality type shit. Like a different level of thinking. Like watching like, I watched Freddy Got Fingered like a couple of weeks ago. What is that about? It is, (laughs) it is the, it is single-handedly the worst movie I've seen in my entire fucking life. Is it starring Tom Green? It is written, like, I believe it is written, directed, and starring Tom Green. (laughs) And, yeah, with uh, Rip Torn in the mix. Oh, wow. Not a bad combo. (laughs) Not a bad combo, but also, like, just what they do together sent me so many times. If you want to see Tom Green jack off a horse and a bunch of other animals and just, like, do a bunch of dumb shit that doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. that is the movie. But, like, it pissed me off, but I feel like also, like, I watched some guys, I think it was, like, um, this channel called Red Letter Media, and, like, a couple of, like, our friends, too, that, like, convinced us the first time around to watch it, were just like, nah, but, like, the joke is that it actually got made. Like, because, like, Tom Green's the type of guy that will literally take a gigantic budget and make a dog shit movie. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the movie, he's commenting on how he spent all the money on a dog shit project. <laughs> like, and they get real, like, meta with everything in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the one of the very last shots you see is just, like, someone holding a sign in a big crowd that just says, when's this fucking movie going to end? <laughs> Like, I feel like Norm is on a similar playing field as Tom Green in that yeah. respect. Like, they've both got that vibe of just like, I don't care whether you laugh or not, mm-hmm. but someone, this is going to have a cult following and it's going to divide a room. <laughs> I feel like uh, Eric Andre has taken a lot of influence from Tom Green. Oh, absolutely. With just that absurd humor. Oh my God. It's so that makes everyone uncomfortable. Funny. <laughs> like, no, nah, Eric Andre. Has influenced my sense of humor so much. Like, since the first time I saw, like, the Eric Andre show. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the things, like, in that realm. Like, Lucas Bros. And, like, just the new generation of, like, adult oh, swim Lucas shows. Lucas Bros are so funny. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> yo, I, like, I don't know what's going on with their show. Like, if it's ever going to get renewed. But, like, nah, like, I forgot if it's, like, one or two seasons out. But, like, they're, like, just all so fucking funny. Was it a, a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Lucas okay. Bros. Moving Co. Nice. I don't know if I've ever watched it, but I've seen, like, clips of it and stuff. Dude, it's so fire. It's so funny. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, a lot of people make guest appearances. Like, Action Bronson was Mm -hmm. on an episode. Like, literally, it looked like he was just playing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's it's fire, bro. It's a fire show. Their their stand-up special was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, I've seen. Lucas Bros on on drugs. Yeah, those guys are super funny. They were uh, on 22 Jump Street. 
when they were yeah, <laughs> I got, like that was like the first place i saw them they were fish finishing each other's sentences and then they were doing rock paper scissors <laughs> they kept tying <laughs> it's like i guess you gotta shoot both of us no nah, yo <laughs> fucking damn you think 21 jump street is like like the 21 jump street like series is like aged well like just like as like funny movies yeah definitely i think 21 jump street the when i saw it for the first time i was like this is like a, gonna be a classic this is gonna be like super bad seriously though like yeah. it has that same kind of vibe and also i feel like no one had ever seen like channing tatum get that goofy before yeah that's true he's like we've like that's to be expected from guys like jonah hill but mm-hmm. we weren't expecting it from channing tatum but <laughs> <laughs> like, he smashed it like i didn't even know like going from that and then seeing him in some shit like Foxcatcher is just so fucking weird. Because, like, that is, like, legitimately, like, one of the just most heartbreaking performances I've ever fucking seen. Mm, I need to see Foxcatcher. Like, yo, it's a weird movie. Um, What was it? Uh, yeah, the main cast of characters, like, um, Channing Tatum is the main protagonist, as well as Steve Carell. And uh, Mo- uh, your boy Mark Ruffalo is the uh, supporter, like, the supporting actor. Damn. It's a crazy movie. It's about like the Olympics and shit. Like oh, not it's... like not on like some Itania shit. Is it like Russians? Nah, it's <laughs> Americans. Like it's it's it puts it puts it puts me in a weird place. What's um is Channing Tatum like an Olympic athlete? No, yeah, like he's like an Olympic uh, wrestler. Mm. And like his his brother is Mark Ruffalo in it and like mm. I forgot if I feel like they're related in the in the movie, like they're brothers in the movie, mm-hmm. and Mark is like they're like supporting each other because like they're both they both have a similar goal of like becoming like that level of like athlete and like a wrestler and shit, like in the like Olympic scale. Nice. And I forgot how it is, but Steve Carell somehow gets into the mix, and it's one of the weirdest Steve Carell performances. Like the like Steve Carell is a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. But I did not know he had chops like that as an actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he legitimately, like, I was like, my eyes were just so wide, like like dinner plates. Yeah. No, I, I like seeing Steve Carell in serious roles because, like, you see Michael Scott so much that you're, like, just, like, like no, you, and he you always, don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> he always plays that kind of guy, too, though. Yeah. Like, he always plays, like... I feel like Brick from the Anchorman movies is a great example, too, mm, <laughs> of yeah. just a character that's so over the top, you cannot take him seriously. But also, Brick is one of my favorite characters in the Anchorman movies, so oh, yeah, definitely. I guess it's a double-edged sword. And uh, I mean, I feel like in 40-Year-Old Virgin, he oh. wasn't like, really, I, yeah, he was comical, never mind. He, like, no, yeah, like the, not as, the not waxing as extreme. scene, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the waxing. Or like when he's playing with all those condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's been uh, too long. I love it. Yeah, man. It's exciting. I don't even... I'm so like out of the loop on like current movies. I went to go watch uh, that movie with Shia LaBeouf last night at oh, the drive-in. Uh, Tax Collector. Oh, word. Yeah. How yeah. was it? It was pretty average. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf didn't really have a big role. Oh. So it's kind of sad. <laughs> they really do be like that, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I was so hyped up. The trailer was dope. But um, no, like it's kind of like a, 
like a plot to that you've seen a hundred times well i like just, on like some jack reacher type shit yeah pretty much just like uh you know it's like a badass guy somebody comes and hurts my family and then i have to go redeem so like every john, have to go get revenge insert john wick <laughs> insert keanu yeah basically <laughs> i was gonna say like the beginning of it they were driving around a lot so i was like this is kind of like training day but with mexicans but um then somebody told or my girlfriend told me that uh it has the same director as end of watch and oh. i was like oh okay it's got some end of watch vibes but i would Word. say end of watch is better i would just say wait till it's um, you know, streaming on Netflix or something. Oh yeah, word. Well, I don't know. Also, because like I would also just like I wouldn't mind an excuse just to go to the drive-in as well. Yeah. Because like, whenever like all of this shit first started happening, like we were all just like, damn. So I guess like yeah, like shows are out, like movies are out, like we're kind of out here. And then we like I realized like I decided to like look into it and realize that the drive-in was still open. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I didn't even think about it. Like, that's so fucking genius. Like, they literally don't have, like, literally the only thing they have to change as far as how they are conducting business is like, yo, yeah, wear a mask whenever, like, you go to the concessions or the bathroom or whatever. exactly. Like, that kind of shit. But, like, yeah, like, everybody's just sitting in their car. It is, like, yo, driving's invented social distancing. (laughs) They did. And I think Walmart's going to start doing, I don't know how, but they said they're going to start doing drive-in theaters. Like, in their parking lot, I guess. Honestly, I could see that going really well. Like, I would be so down for a Walmart drive-in. <laughs> but also, I don't know. Like, like, I feel like just, like, locally, I just want to, like, support Tascosa drive-in. Though. Definitely. Like, I've, like, had so many. I've hotboxed my. I've hotboxed so many cars at the damn drive-in. Nice. It's always a beautiful feeling. I should have thought of that. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm saying, bro. Like, we went in there with Chick-fil-A. And they were like, are you bringing food? And I was about to be like, no. But then Jocelyn was like, yeah. So we paid an extra five bucks, but we still had a bunch of beer on us. So. Like, no, yeah, like, <laughs> that's the, just the part you don't tell them. Like, what we would always do is like, I would, I hope they're not listening to this. Otherwise, they're going to know my scheme. <laughs> but I would always just like have like, just like some sort of clothes in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I would get like two six packs, put them in the seats in the back, and then just cover them with the clothes. And then they would see in our, and like, as far as like food and stuff like we literally just like shoved it into the passenger side like just up in the floor mm-hmm. so they wouldn't see it yeah because like i'll like no nah, i respect y'all i'm gonna I'm a pay the money i got my sticker you give me the discount but i'm i'm not gonna pay to bring <laughs> it in bro <laughs> like no nah, yo shout out jocelyn for being honest abe yeah i was i was straight up about to lie but i also like hesitated too long to where it would have been it would have like, seemed like whatever i no, said would have like, been a lie like no yeah you gotta hit it right on the head like just like ask like are you bringing food in nah we <laughs> ate already just some fabrication mm-hmm. yeah but i ate so much i went to a contention stand anyway so i was like damn we should have just lied we ended up giving the money but yeah it's a good time no oh, yeah drive in theaters i thought that could be the future i was gonna say i think house shows are gonna have to be the future you know unless you're in la and they turn off your water <laughs> i think it was the mayor of la it might have been the governor of california i don't know well, like if but, you have a house show they'll shut off yeah your they were water. like if you're if we know about you having a a large number of guests in your home 
we'll shut off your water and electricity or whatever. I word. Yeah. We got generators. Yeah, we got, that's we got true. <laughs> you you can afford to live in Los Angeles. You can afford to get Porta Johns and a generator. That's a solid point. I'm saying, bro. Like all you really need, you just need enough juice for the amps, and maybe a refrigerator so the drinks don't get cold. Mm-hmm. I just like got like the bar open, all that jazz. But like you're not charging. It's like an overall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you pay admission, then you just walk in. Like yeah, yo, drinks are part of it. This isn't being sold, so y'all can't get the TABC on my ass. Or I guess it would be the CABC in California. Oh yeah, didn't think about multiple states. <laughs> Everything is the Texas alcoholic <laughs> beverage code. Texas is in charge of alcohol everywhere. Period. <laughs> I mean, where's the cap? <laughs> On some uh, booze. Yep, yep. I was saying, like, if you live in L.A., you just got to know someone who has a yacht. Like, and Just be like, we're going to go party on this yacht. You can't stop us. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, like, just whenever, like, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when I leave Amarillo. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm going to miss the most probably is just the easy access to moonshine. Like, just because, like, that's the only reason why I'm, like, kind of chill with being right next to Oklahoma. Like, mm. I don't fuck with Oklahoma. <laughs> but I fuck with moonshine a nice. lot. The moonshine, is it, like, uh, like it's, like, legal, right? Like, how's, it, how's, how's moonshine work? I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, my, my lawyers have told me not to speak if, on that. I've known, I've, I've, I've seen it, like, sold at, like, Walmart and stuff, and I'm like, that's probably not the real moonshine. Like, no, yeah, like, yeah. you want to get, like, the grain alcohol, like, the murky shit mm-hmm. from, like, just some dude that just lives in a swamp in Oklahoma. Yeah, like, I mean, probably, like, just, like, two blocks away from Joe Exotic type <laughs> shit. Like, you want to, like, go into, like, the murky depths of Oklahoma. And, like, no, yeah, like, a lot of them have, like, connections with people in Texas because, Mm -hmm. like, they know we like to drink. Nice. And, like, I've paid so much money for moonshine over the years. Like, it always, the connection always changes Mm -hmm. because, like, you can only sell moonshine for so long. What makes it, uh, moonshine? It's just the the grain alcohol? Like, no, yeah, like. And made in a hole in a cornfield somewhere? Essentially. (laughs) Like, it's, like, just, like, like, I don't know, it's, like like part of me likes it because like it is like these guys really are like setting their own market mm-hmm. because like it's like it's kind of like marijuana in place where like it's still not legalized like dudes can really just like set it at whatever price they want but like i feel like all of them kind of like settle around the same place like one bottle of moonshine probably runs most people like 15 maybe 20 dollars if they didn't get a good deal on mm-hmm. it that kind of stuff nice like no yeah and like and you can do it so many different ways and the alcohol content is like it will get you fucked <laughs> up and it is 99 percent blood alcohol con- like it is literally made with everclear mm-hmm. with like i don't even know how they do it like they make so many different kinds like they got blueberry they've got like butterscotch mm-hmm. apple pie like the apple pie one has knocked me into oblivion several times beautiful <laughs> i and- love it does it, uh, can you drink a whole bottle like in one sitting or is it like a, a quarter of it that like, will get you? I feel like most of the time you'll pass out before you finish the <laughs> second glass. <laughs> like, no, nah, like it is like the alcohol content is so high, but it also just like, it's not even that it's diluted. It's just mm-hmm. like the flavoring in it. Like they pick shit that works with just grain alcohol. Mm. So yeah, like I've had like sips of it from people before. 
but I've never like ingested enough of it to like, you know, get the full experience. Yeah. Like, get got, my moonshine. I got two jugs in the fridge right now, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sad. That's a good time. And is is there a reason it's made uh, in Oklahoma? Like I honestly don't know, but the climate. For, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like it could be. It could be anything. Honestly, like that's. <laughs> For some reason, it just always comes out of Oklahoma. <laughs> like I like, damn, that's actually something I need to look into, because like they, I know they make it other places. Like there must be at least one asshole that makes moonshine in Texas. Yeah. There must be like at least one guy that makes it in like fucking like North Carolina. Yeah, there's got to be a lot like in Kentucky. Oh my god, I would. Lo- I'm, I'm curious about Kentucky. Any moonshine. southern state. Nevada <laughs> probably has some wild shit. Oh man, I probably like, put some psychedelics in there. <laughs> nah, yo, I'm down with that. Like, nah, yo, I love me some psychedelics too, though. Yes, like I do this thing. Like my podcast, uh, every episode usually somehow ends up with me bringing up mushrooms. Like every time. I mean, yo, they're a great thing. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. There is <laughs> fun stuff. Yay! yay. We stand psilocybin in this household. Absolutely. I want to uh I wanna try microdosing, but then I'm like, well, why not just do a bunch, you know? <laughs> oh dude, dude, it's so much fun. No matter which way you put it, it's just so much fun. It's like I've de- I've microdosed a couple of times and like it's always like a nice time. Mm-hmm. Like just like just a little bit throughout the day, so I'm just like I'm just vibing out like my head's just bobbing mm-hmm. all over the place. But you can still like function everyday things, right? Oh, dude, I can function whenever I'm smashed on mushrooms. Really? See, I can't. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was like just some goofy stuff. Like it was like my first semester out of high school. Like, yeah, first semester in college. I don't know what prompted it, but there was just one week in September where I just ate mushrooms every single day for like damn near a week. Wow. Like, I, th- I feel like it was that concentrated. Like, I'll be honest, that entire month is a blur for obvious reasons. You must but, have been exhausted. Nah, no? I was relaxed. Nice. Like, Dude, every time I feel like I come down from, like, a trip, it feels like I was just, like, on a road trip. It feels like I was, like, st- stuffed in a car for, like, eight hours. Like, my brain's tired. Like, no, yo, I just, like... I need I to s- lay down. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. I'm stretching. I feel like the sun's hitting my face. It's, like... Mm. It's, like, no, yeah... It's a great feeling. <clears throat> like, just spent the whole time. Like, I met up with a friend of mine who didn't know I was on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't notice that I was on mushrooms. But, like, I was on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we were just hanging out and we just started, like, freestyling. Like, like, I don't know. That, those experiences are also, I feel like, a reason where, like, I just, like, I like rapping and shit, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just fun just for a motherfucker just to drop bars like it's great to have a message in your music but also like we all love some wu-tang clan them motherfuckers just drop bars yeah definitely like mf doom all that stuff but yeah just freestyling on mushrooms i ended up saying something about mushrooms at the very end mm-hmm. and he was like oh and i was like true story <laughs> <laughs> i'm on him <laughs> We out here. <laughs> That's fun. I love it. Oh yeah. So um 
as far as like uh producing goes is there like uh any like big artists like that you want to work with or that like like if you had a chance to be like oh this is like the one person who i'd want to like help produce an album for oh man like that list is so massive it's not Mm -hmm. even funny (laughs) like off the top of my head just a lot of people like coming in like this new wave of hip-hop and Mm r&b like specifically out of like new york and los angeles like or just like the east coast in general because like there's also like guys in philly but just all these guys like are kind of like weirdly put under the same umbrella as earl Mm -hmm. like they all just like make like just super like soulful just real like thoughtful music with just the craziest beats i've ever fucking heard like yeah guys like i'm just gonna start listing a bunch of people off because it's like there's just so many just all people like that like everybody i feel like should just look into Mm -hmm. because it just makes so much crazy shit like yeah let's see of course earl sweatshirt dudes like mike mavi pink sifu loji this singer she just dropped a great album called live liv dot e and no yeah just like a bunch of people in that realm like i've sent a bunch of beats to like pink sifu and to guys like loji as well Mm -hmm. but a lot of them like i don't think any of them have like hit with them yet so like that's just like like i've I've definitely sent pink some shit and he was like yo this is beautiful dope like no yeah like that was a crazy feeling in and of itself yeah i was gonna ask if they responded that's awesome no yeah like he's responded a couple of times like just like i've gotten some tracks like some beats to him Mm -hmm. and like he has given me like good reception on him Mm -hmm. but i feel like they just like weren't the vibe that he was on yeah it's like i feel like i at least like got my foot in the door a little bit and like same thing with like dudes like loji like definitely haven't gotten as much of a response from him mm-hmm. but like same vibe like just like getting my name out there yeah that's dope like just like reaching out trying to make new connections mm-hmm. like no yeah hell yeah mm. that's cool do you um what's the way to word this <laughs> do you have like a, a studio set up at your place oh I've actually uh, got a space over at um, where Animal Kingdom used to be. It's called mm. uh, Space Camp now. Nice. It's run by the man Juan Duran. Like, and I know that he works at uh, Golden Light, right? No, or maybe he doesn't work. I see him at Golden Light a lot. He's got like long hair. No, yeah, like oh, he chopped it recently. Mm. That's the man, though. Is he? Uh, is he in vamping? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a king all kings all tall kings oh yeah <laughs> all burly kings <laughs> shout out vamping but no yeah like we rent the space like under his like supervision because like he just like make sure that like shit ain't going up in flames up there like he mm-hmm. really like they take such good care of that place it's beautiful That's like awesome. got like security systems all that kind of stuff we got cameras oh yeah no yeah me like uh myself keely wilson of uh lake dads mm-hmm. and frank byers aka four flush we all share a room and we all just make beats all frank day <laughs> okay i don't know if i've met frank but i think i met malcolm is that his brother yeah okay and he's like a like an artist right like a 
No, yeah. Street artist. Oh yeah, Malcolm is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like Frank makes like a lot of like crazy like lo-fi and like electronic music. Mm. I've heard his name a lot. I've probably like seen him before, but no, yeah, I've played a bunch of shows with him. Okay. Like whenever um like Golden I was like still like running like hella shows and shit. Mm-hmm. Like Frank and um Rupert the Duke and myself we would all just have like these little like they weren't even competitions but we phrased it like it was a competition Mm -hmm. we just had like these like just beat showcases where like all of us would just get a bunch of beats together that we've made and just dj just do a bunch of dj sets that's dope and we called it we called each of them the uh the golden light beat off (laughs) <laughs> it didn't it never got old either we did that so many times it was not even funny like That's the hilarious. first like i feel like the first one we had was like in september mm-hmm. the very next one we had was like yeah a halloween beat off next one was a, a christmas yeah a jolly old beat off wow. and like i feel like i can't remember i feel like we did one more show but i'm not sure we might have done one more show after that because I feel like we didn't, like, we had, like, one show after the Christmas show. Hmm. But, no, yeah, like, it was just always a great vibe. That's like, dope. we would all, like, make beats and, like, just, like, have our sets, like, fit the tone of whatever, like, the season was and, like, mm-hmm. why we were all hanging out. Like, I'll never forget, like, Frank made, like, he just, like, it was so simple, but it was just so fucking genius. He just DJed the Goosebumps theme song. <laughs> <laughs> like because like the drums on that shit are crazy goosebumps man like goosebumps is a hard-ass beat <laughs> yeah that was like no yeah just like all that kind of stuff like we would all like make like christmas beats around like mm-hmm. the holidays like it just felt like we were st- like starting to make like a little like community with like beats and shit as far as just like in that area that's dope like no yeah like wanted to reach out like we got a like one or two guys to like come in and like do like performances like on like a couple of select ones like um my buddy pierce lawson did a cool asset as well on i forgot which one i feel like it was the christmas show it was either the christmas show or the halloween show that he also played no yeah good shit oh yeah did you like uh sorry i I got distracted a spider like crawled really fast across the table and then it ran down my leg and i don't know where it is Uh, i might (laughs) die or get superpowers but what i was gonna ask is uh (laughs) Does the uh, crowd, like, get involved in those competitions? Like, do you, like, announce, like, a winner? Or is it just, like... No, it's, like, whose line is it anyways with beats. Nice. (laughs) It's, like, the points don't matter. Oh, yeah. All that jazz. Like, it's, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, just all the homies. We just Mm -hmm. all hanging out. We're drinking. We're vibing out. And we're just listening to each other's beats. Have you thought about, like, doing that virtually? definitely like especially like since me and frank are like just right next to each other Mm -hmm. like we could definitely like get the man rupert in the mix as well like because i feel like a lot of like a lot more producers have been popping up since the pandemic and i feel like it would be really cool like because digitally then we could like get dudes that like aren't even like in the area just like dudes that are all around yeah because like lord knows you can do that shit on like twitch and shit just like online shows hear good things about twitch oh yeah never been on it but sounds exciting oh yeah twitch is a fun place for sure absolutely but that's cool that uh 
there's like a studio you know like in amarillo where people can collaborate and go to oh absolutely like that's where like the like i heard him mention it so i don't feel weird about it i heard uh jp mention it whenever he went on uh the uh podcast with y'all i like uh, y'all's podcast mm-hmm. with the like yeah like him and the uh, Towton and aiden like I, yeah i checked that one out i liked that one a lot but i heard him mention it so yeah like we have like a little project yeah like title to be announced date to be announced but like the entire project was made like within the walls of that studio hell yeah like every single session like man would just come in we would hang out we would talk chill whatever vibe we were on i would try to make a beat that fit that vibe Mm -hmm. and then bro would just go in like just get on the mic and just start rapping oh yeah it's like we ended up banging out we have like six tracks total Mm mm-hmm no, yeah, just like a six-track EP. Yeah, those dudes are talented. Dude. And they're like... Don't get me started on those Seniors in high school, and I'm just like, no, holy yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> Con- congratulations on your graduation. Yeah. And I, w- I I thought, like, he gave me, like, a an Earl Sweatshirt vibe. So, like, I told him that, like, during the podcast. But I wasn't sure, like, if he was, like, a fan. But, oh, no, yeah. He yeah, was like, like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. No, yeah, like, <laughs> I think... Yeah, I feel like it's the third track... Like, we were, like, bumping the fuck out of, like, I showed him this track from Earl that, like, he hadn't heard before. Like, Earl and Mike, it's a song called All Star. It's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately one of, like, the best songs I've heard all year. And, no, yeah. Like, I showed it to him, and, like, we were bumping it. And then we got to the studio, and we were, like, damn, like, 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 we don't want to, like, come off like we're biting their style or anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, like they've influenced us like since day fucking one yeah. like earl has been a big influence on rap that i feel like he doesn't always get enough credit for mm-hmm. but that's beside the point like but no yeah like that whole like vibe just like just gritty like lo-fi shit with just like dudes on some real stream of consciousness kind mm-hmm. of rapping yeah like that's like a big vibe like that and like we were listening to like charles mingus and shit like while we were making it as well because our our buddy uh rose netherton shout out rose showed us an album like none of us had heard it before and before showing us she said like just all of these great jazz albums like they be damned black saint and the sinner lady by charles mingus is the best jazz album like i don't know if like i may have like misquoted don't hate me if I did, Rose. But no, yeah. It's like we bumped the fuck out of that album. Like just a and that ended up like inspiring a lot of it too. Like some Charles Mingus of all fucking places. That's what's up. <laughs> like jazz legend. I gotta look into him more. Dude, he's got like I haven't looked too deep into it. Like that album is like fucking insane and I've heard a lot of good things about his whole catalog. Dope. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. I saw, uh, well, he probably had more samples, um, but on JP's album, he sampled uh, Oh Honey. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that song. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's our track. Oh, yeah, that no, was beautiful, yeah, man. Yeah, bro, like, fucking, I forgot, somebody's like, ah, oh, damn. I think Grayson Carter sent me the sample 
mm. for like sent me the oh honey sample it was either like it was either him or hayden pedigo like one of those two guys sent me that sample no it was grayson it was grayson mm. no yeah send me that sample and like I just like immediately just started I started making the second half of that beat first like where all the synths and shit come in mm-hmm. and then I ended up adding the first part in second but then I just flipped the order so it like plays in the reverse of whenever it happens in the song oh yeah yeah that makes sense and then like pitched it down avoid that copyright claim all that kind of stuff oh yeah no yeah and like no JP just knew exactly what to do on it like the first time I heard the demo, like, it was just called Snap. <laughs> and, like, after hearing it, I immediately knew why. I was like, God damn, this dude snapped. <laughs> like, that song is insane. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, just the way that he raps on it is just so open. Almost brings his hair to my eye. Period. Like, especially <laughs> whenever, like, it's getting to, like, the very end. And you hear fucking delegations vocals come back in at the mm-hmm. very end it's a always in love forever. yeah like it was it took me fucking hours to chop that shit up hell yeah but no yeah like that shit great you do all that in uh ableton yes yes cool and you mentioned uh changing the pitch um to avoid copyright yeah, so yeah. is it that simple uh i wouldn't say it's that simple because like there are still a lot of records where like if they know you won't get away with it instantly. Like you have to really like alter the sound. Like mm-hmm. I flipped around a bunch of shit in that sample mm-hmm. to get it cleared. Like if you're producing and you are sampling, like I wouldn't throw the samples way out there. If you're putting it on streaming, if at all, like let people find out for themselves. Like I'm throwing that one out there just cause like it's a very well-known sample. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to miss that one. Like just the minute you hear the, do 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 like it's just classic like that's like one of those things like there's a lot of samples that are like that where like people will instantly recognize it mm-hmm. but like jp shit still hasn't gotten flagged so that's good like yeah, i feel like good. that means like we altered it enough or that like just the people that are like in charge of like the delegations of state haven't heard it mm-hmm. and probably like wouldn't mind that much just because like None of us are hitting like 100k plays on a song yet. Yeah. Like that's going to happen. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you worry. But for right now like I feel like clearing samples isn't like the thing that we're worried about. This is like we're all so kind of removed from the radar still mm-hmm. that like we can make tracks where like people aren't going to like catch it. Yeah. And like we alter so much shit like I want to. Ch- I challenge a motherfucker to name one sample that is gonna be on this project. Like, tell me one song that's on there <laughs> that's like sampled. I'll give you a thousand reasons it's not. <laughs> hmm. Hell yeah. So no samples on the upcoming project. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some research. Oh yeah. I'll see what you come up. I'll, with. I'll put on a lab coat. Yeah, I'll find yeah, it. Yeah. Like damn. <laughs> like no. Yeah. Damn near every track damn near every track is just that's awesome plenty hell yeah but like i said like they're just like chopped and pitched and just like shifted into oblivion Mm -hmm. like none of them sound like the original like all of them had like the pitch changed on them all of them have been like chopped up into like a million different combinations Mm -hmm. like just you'll know from like just the very first listen like no yeah like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) like and i feel like that's like the vibe that we were really going for is just like give a left hook mm-hmm. because like with keely stuff like 
it had those kinds those same kind of elements but i feel like it was just more like clean and put together Mm -hmm. like it was like pristine type lo-fi and i mean that in the best possible way because i love crossfaded we have been working on that project for so damn long oh yeah but like it feels like this upcoming project is just like the next logical step after that and like same with jp i feel like it's the great like it's just a great like footnote at the end of dropping just a fire ass like debut with coin flip like it's just like a little ep like nothing too crazy yeah just enough to like hold people over until like the next like fire thing comes out just like get a little collab in there too that's that's what i love about like our scene is like it's not stopping like everyone is like putting stuff putting out work like back to back to back to like everyone is releasing stuff non-stop gotta do it to them it's awesome it's a lot of fun. Is is Keely doing like a solo thing now? No, yeah, like I'm actually uh wait, hold on, which Keely? Oh, are there is there more than one? I thought you were talking about the uh, Lake Dads. Oh like um just now I was talking about uh Sabi. Oh. Like no yeah, me and Sabi have a uh, cross faded out and all that jazz. Is is that Sabi's name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> I never knew his name. Oh, yeah, like, I'm gonna air out the homies government name on the podcast. Well, I know I know most of the other government names. No, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, Kalila Ninsavong, icon. I love that man so much. No, oh, yeah, but no, yeah. Me and uh, Keely Wilson, we're actually like planning on like meeting up like this week while I'm just like off the whole time, mm-hmm. and just start banging out tracks. That's dope. No, yeah, like, and also like, I feel like I've just always just fucked with her music mm-hmm. so heavily, like before lake dads like whenever like she was making just hella beats and shit and like uploading them to soundcloud and Bandcamp. even back then i was like god damn this dude really like knows exactly what they're going for Mm -hmm. like she's got such a great fucking year and like every time we have like collabed on like a little track together like i don't think any of them are like out out but every single time it's just been like the the just the coolest shit oh yeah so, dude. yeah like that's on the schedule this week that's very exciting how do you um balance that like are you making beats every day and like when you're working with someone like is it really easy for you to just like make a beat in a few minutes or does it take a couple hours or do you have stuff like saved up like i don't know it kind of varies because like just based off like the three collabs that just like this year Mm -hmm. like the jp the 80s blonde and the sabi like all those like all of them i had to like take completely different route because like they're all completely different artists Mm -hmm. like so it's kind of like every single time i've just got to like readapt how i'm gonna like approach like this the like the beats that like i want them to hear the things that i make specifically for them like because yeah like it's the same thing with all of them like every beat that i've made for all of their projects were specifically like tailored for them Mm. like 80s shit is just like just super just heavy 808s just bouncy as hell but like it has like a throwback vibe sometimes because like that's his vibe too like just nasty and just like punk rock as fuck dope i need to i need to listen to that no yeah yeah, i'm gonna listen to that today no yeah bro (laughs) i mean got that keely like Keely was, like, the first person, like, Sabi, that, like, we were really just, like, 
had the idea early on like it's so fucking funny to think about like how it came about like the ep and Mm -hmm. shit that like we dropped in june because in 2018 around the same time like i just leaned over to him one day like i was like stoned out of my fucking mind and he was drunk as shit (laughs) like i forgot where we were at we were at some we were in someone's backyard i can't remember whose it might have been his that's not important but we were back there and i just like put my like arm on his shoulder and was just like hey man we should we should make a collab called cross faded because <laughs> i'm i'm really high and you're really drunk and when you're really high and really drunk you're, you're cross faded <laughs> like which like ended up being like kind of a cool idea for a concept mm-hmm. like i feel like it's not like the most like dense concept project but like yeah. conceptually like they are all they all have that vibe just like kind of like what's the word i'm looking for like just like vibey like it's yeah. just like a tone mm-hmm. like everything just makes you feel like like just like snapping and just like moving your shoulders and shit sure oh yeah you know yeah and with jp it was just like I was, like, I felt like I was, like, allowed to, like, get weird with JP. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we were both just on that vibe of, like, no, yeah, I'm, like, down for fucking anything. And, like, it was, like, just the weirdest, like, drum programming and just, like, all of these off-kilter samples. Like, it's definitely, like, one of the dirtiest things. Like, all of them are dirty in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they are designed to be, like, kind of dirty hell yeah but dude i, I love oh, jp's yeah. album mm, smash i didn't it. even know he was a rap like i knew him from like through uh aiden and uh talton yeah because i was like oh these these two guys in high school rap and they're really good and i guess these guys are just their friends over here like i just i thought jp was just the homie like part of the crew like no yeah like, and then i saw him put that uh album cover on instagram and i was like holy fuck like no yeah <laughs> holy shit this man can rap his ass off <laughs> like, yeah it's so nah, cool yo he blew that shit out the out the water hell yeah like no and talton too like the beats on that project were fucking crazy as well mm-hmm. like i was like i was happy i was able to sneak in at the very end <laughs> like just for a split second but not nah, like both of them just like shined on that shit yeah that's like, dope that's like, what they're doing no yeah like just a great like introduction mm-hmm. to jp the rapper yeah Jay scott i mean killing it at 18 man like seriously so much time like, no you that man so much time to take over that man just <laughs> recently got his license that, oh, yeah. like it was like while we were still like working on the project like he got his license and he was just so hyped that whole fucking day like that day like the very next session we had like he got his license like the day before or so and we ended up recording the outro which is just like this super just victorious ass sounding shit just like mm-hmm. triumph like it was just like i don't know it was like we just felt like celebrating, I guess. Oh yeah, were you um involved in uh, Blue Collar Pop? Oh my God, bruh, yeah, that was like, amazing. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> Blue Collar Pop is one of the like, I've never had that much fun making a project. Like, I didn't like, like it's production credits from, like I forgot who all it is. It's definitely 
me and Talton. I feel like there are other production credits on there, but for the most part, I think it's just me and him. And no, yeah, like every single track was just like, we were, for some reason, like, I forgot, it was like September 2018 or so. 28, yeah, like September 2018, or like the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was summer 2019. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, like, last summer, we all just, like, started hanging out and shit. And, like, we played some shows together. But, like, we were, like, me, Keely, and Seth were always around, like, Aiden and Talton and JP and all of them. Mm -hmm. And they would literally just slide through to Seth's place. We had, like, a little setup. Like, I had a little studio setup, like, in their basement. So I would make just loud-ass beats down there on the fucking PV speakers. <laughs> then upstairs, they had a room just for recording and, like, laying shit out. Hell yeah. And so we would literally just, like, I would play a beat downstairs. Motherfuckers would start writing to it. I send it to Seth upstairs. <laughs> they record on it. And, like, that was, like, half the process. That's dope. Like, man, like, some of just, like, my favorite beats mm-hmm. that, like, I've made. Like, it's fucked up that, like, that motherfucker release it as just one track. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's my one critique of it. Like, like <laughs> no, yeah, like, no, yo, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, it's gonna be out there soon enough. Hell yeah. Like, I will, I will, I will count on that. I will, I need that to happen. I need that bitch on streaming. Fuck yeah. Because, like, be, that'd be amazing. It's, like, it's such a fun vibe. It is, like, man. It was literally just, like... It's literally just like that vibe that I was talking about. It's just like, yeah, it's just me and the homies. Like, got some beats. We're going rap together. Mm-hmm. That's the whole vibe. Like, just like unity mm-hmm. between like both of us. Like, all of us just kind of like coming together and just making one project that's just like, just like a love letter to music almost. Yeah. Just like a love letter to like the genre that we're all in. Because, like, we hit a couple of different fucking bases on there. Like, just from the first fucking track, Mm. going all the way down to the outro, (laughs) is just such a crazy vibe. And, like, I'm pretty sure, damn it, like, I'm probably going to get fried for this later, but I'm pretty sure the first track is produced by Talton. Like, and it's just nasty as fuck. Like. Nah, yo, every vibe change was just perfect. Like, everybody had a chance to, like, make some smooth shit and, like, make some hard shit. Like, I, like, I just learned things about them that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that Talton was that smooth with hooks and shit. Mm -hmm. Or that, like, all these dudes could have, like, just this much chemistry with as many of them as there are. Yeah, it's quite (laughs) a bit. Yeah, like, we're talking, like, five vocalists. Mm Mm-hmm. Just going all throughout it with just like the the nuttiest beats any of us could think of. Did like everyone get on every track? Uh, Cause it's hard to tell when it's all one. <laughs> like no, yeah, like um, I mean like there are moments whenever like I feel like a lot of tracks like just like based off of the runtime of the song mm-hmm. and just like how long it stays interesting is just like how long the tracks end up being because like um, the song uh, "Dirty Motherfucker" like I feel like just like know what i'm talking about just like the one just like with like the weird just like dissonant chords the heavy 808 and just like that background vocal of just dirty motherfucker sipping mm-hmm. dirty mother 
like nah yo shit like that like i literally just like i was on acid when i made that (laughs) i was hanging out with seth and keely and i had the beat laid out and i was like it needs something and i just handed keely like this little shitty microphone that i have and i was and i just told him say this and i told him like say dirty motherfucker sipping dirty motherfucker and like I just pitched it down, like did all these effects to it, so it just sounded like chopped and screwed and shit. Mm-hmm. And it just like made just a great backdrop for the whole fucking track, because like we extended that bitch, because like it originally like damn near dropped off whenever um like Keeley's verse ends, mm-hmm. but we just like extended it so that like the minute that it ends, we just jump right into Seth's like like just jump right into the last verse from Chulo. Hell yeah. No, yeah. Nut shit. Like, that whole... Making that shit was just so much fun. Just, like... All of us were just hanging out and just, like... Just chilling, like... Vibing. Just talking, making jokes. That's dope, man. So much talent in one place. No, yeah. Those were some legendary sessions. Hell yeah. For sure. (laughs) There's, like, so many crazy beats got made. Like, some shit that ended up being on, um... Seth's fuck the KKK project mm-hmm. ended up getting made there too. Like a, the the funky ass house beat. I think it's like about the midpoint of uh, his project. Like it's another one of those where like it's the same thing as fucking TV land though. Mm. Like all of us is like dropping these projects, but like they're just one continuous song. Yeah. Like they don't stop. Like they change everywhere, but they don't like. Yeah. It's crazy. That is man. Hell yeah. That's cool. I got a lot of music to check out today, so I'm excited. I'm saying, bro. There's <laughs> hella shit out there. There's so much shit to listen to. There is, man. Hell yeah. That's really cool. I love uh, like the scene we have, like the, the camaraderie or, like, with all the artists. No, like Everybody yeah. fucks with everybody, it seems like. like I mean, no, there's probably yeah. a couple shitheads, but... I mean, like even then, like, <laughs> it's hard to tell who, though, because I feel like everybody is just like real supportive of each other but i mm-hmm. feel like we're also only talking about like one part of the scene yeah because like as far as like a music scene in total like there's so many different worlds out there mm-hmm. like there's just like like dudes that are like really popular like on like the sixth street strip or like dudes that are like really popular like out in like hamlet mm-hmm. like there's guys that are really popular like in like just like high school like groups and shit yeah like i would say like Talton and Quartz, as well as these dudes from Tescosa called uh, YCM, are, like, both great examples of, like, just dudes that were, like, well-known, like, in their high schools. Like, all of them are, like, the same age. They all graduated at the exact same time. Nice. But not, like, they just, like, make the craziest shit. Like, all of them. Like, these kids today are so fucking talented. It weirds me out. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I've got nothing but respect for all of those dudes. Yeah, that, that is really cool. I mean, because they have access to the internet. They have access to everything, you know? So it's like, you no, can be yeah. as creative as you want like, as a child. <laughs> dead ass. You don't have to wait on studio time or, like, have to know somebody who knows somebody. No, Just go get in the closet and drop some hard shit. Like, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Like... Before, like, I had this that space over at Space Camp and mm-hmm. shit, like, I was literally just, like, recording tracks in my closet. Because, like, you'll hear it on TV Land. Like, it is just, like, the dirtiest shit. 
Like, that is as lo-fi as it's going to fucking get with me. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Fucking just crazy energy. Dope. Like, all that jazz. Very cool. Yay, yay, yay. All right. We are leading up to the end, about an hour and a half in. I like to uh, ask wrap-up questions. What you got? All right. What is your definition of success that's kind of a lame question but i'll keep asking it fuck it oh no i got you i got you my definition of success um being able to live and support myself as well as like people that i care about Mm -hmm. off of something that i enjoy doing like so success for me is just like being able to just like live off just music and like do that so like i can like live well like my family can live well like my friends Mm -hmm. can like fucking just like be vibing out do whatever the fuck they want to do without like having to worry about like being held back like financially for sure like i feel like success for me is just like financial freedom for like myself and the people around me just so all of us are just like free to like do what we want Mm -hmm. and like just like find different ways to like help motherfuckers out because like no yeah like i feel like success like changes with every single person Mm -hmm. but i feel like for me it's just like yeah just like supporting myself and like like people that i'm close to is good good starting point for success that's what's up if you can make everyone in the world do something uh for 30 days straight regardless of what it is everyone has to do something for 30 days straight what would it be like everyone in the world everyone in the world um you know yeah i'm gonna just say one one day i'm gonna just say one thing Mm -hmm. like this is just like the only thing that i would ask just like like obviously like some people are like excused from it just because of like whether it's like a medical condition or like just like literal children who are like mm. should not be involved in this <laughs> everybody should experience an ego death everyone should take a absurd amount of psychedelics mm-hmm. and go way into the ether experience an ego death and come back because i feel like if everybody had to do that we would all be on the same playing field mm-hmm. like mentally mm-hmm. and i don't know like it's a it's a it's a weird thought but i feel like in a way like we all are connected through like that weird little sheen mm-hmm. that like psychedelics throws on everything because like people that like have actually like just like tripped the fuck out and come back from it like they all talk the same <laughs> yeah. pretty much at least what i've heard like a lot of people like not even like just like lingo and slang and shit just like how they carry themselves mm-hmm like everyone is like just in this shit together now yeah it's it's humbling no dead ass like and uh, so many motherfuckers need to be humble <laughs> right now so many of these fuck faces need to be humble right now yeah absolutely. and so many people are not like that's the part that stresses me out the most that's the only reason why mm-hmm. it's specifically for the people that just need to be humbled mm-hmm. like they're like like they'll be tripping like losing their goddamn minds they'll look up and be like oh damn i really am nothing (laughs) yeah and i think i mean we our society kind of 
sees like psychedelics as like, oh, I'm going to have fun and get fucked up. But I mean, it's, it's there for a reason to like, for the exact reason you're mentioning. Like, it's no, to, yeah, like, like, it's like rewire your brain. Yeah, exactly. Like, and of course, like that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like bad acid can fuck up your head. Like that's like, I don't trust that kind of shit. Like most like there's like shit that people make themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't trust a lot of it. So like, like, I mean, I'm gonna take it. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. <laughs> like I'm gonna take it. Like I'll, I'll drop some acid. I'll do some. I'll do some MDMA. All that kind of stuff. That fun mm-hmm. stuff. But not like natural. Like, like marijuana, mm-hmm. mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like they're like they're just real simple highs. And like you will get like fucked out of your mind on mushrooms. But like you're gonna come back from it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I feel like. Also, like, with mushrooms, like, I feel like you're less likely to have that paranoia that, like, you're just going to be high forever, like acid gives me every single time I take it, and I forget <laughs> every time. That's funny. That doesn't go away, man. That- <laughs> Saying. Like, oh, this is forever. What if I'm stuck like this forever? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just, like, sweating profusely for no reason at all. And, like, and, like my sister's in the other room. She's just, like fucking weirdo <laughs> while i'm just like l- like wrapped in a blanket losing my mind yeah like no yeah N- don't don't do psychedelics around your parents or like your like guardians or whoever you have in your life in that regard or, i mean do it like you're free to do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want but like it's a it's, it's got a weird vibe that's fair no i have a friend skyler who also does comedy and he's like Man, every time I do mushrooms, my mom calls me. <laughs> it really be like that, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm used... I feel like I'm just used to it because, like, I've tripped my worst whenever I was literally right next to my mom. Hmm. But also, like, I feel like from that point on, like, I've just, like, known how to carry myself around, like, family members and stuff. Because, like, I don't, like, trip the fuck out, but, like, I've definitely, like, gotten just, like, blown and just gone to family reunions oh wow like no yeah like me and my sister were like those cousins yeah like it would be me her and her friend uh i'm just gonna call her hallie (laughs) and we would literally just like be we would be the motherfuckers that were like hey we're gonna go get ice and get in the car smoke a like hot box the car like smoke a blunt on the way there come back with ice and we're all just like our eyes are just low as fuck (laughs) and we're all we all just like look like we just got got off a road trip and shit like man this ice smells good (laughs) it was great it was a great time that's fun you mentioned uh bad acid i've only taken acid once but how do you know when it's bad? You just got to ask, like, hey, did you make this yourself? Or <laughs> Like, I mean, it's not even that. Like, there are definitely, like, you can get, I know for sure, like, you can get kits to, like, test shit out. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure it's, like, safe for consumption and shit. But, like, specifically with acid, it's just, like, I don't know what makes it bad. It's just, like, like, like 50% of it is, like, or not, like, 80% of it is all mental. Mm-hmm. But, like, 20% of it is, like, what if they just slightly did something off so then I'm just going to be, like, have a higher chance of being paranoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's been the main experiences for me because, like, I've had, I've tripped on acid, I think, a total of five times. 
two of those times were fucking horrible and mm. I just had the worst time of my life. Like, I literally felt like I was, like, ripping off my skin. Like, I did not, like, harm myself in any way. It's just, like, how I felt. Like, it just yeah. felt like my skin was just, like, falling off. Man. Crazy vibe. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> Realized that they uh, mentioned the Blair Witch Project in the Jimmy Neutron movie. That was fucking horrible. <laughs> that was the second trip. That was the second bad trip. But the other three times were, like, so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just, like, so serene and happy and like it's just like for some reason like every time i take psychedelics like i breathe just so deeply just because like i feel so happy to be alive (laughs) whenever i'm like just tripping the fuck out Mm -hmm. but nah, like nah, like bad acid is like a real fucking thing and like whether it's like how you reacted to it or it's the acid itself Mm -hmm. is like nah, like that shit can like fuck up your head like myself included but I, i've met so many people that have just like been different after they have like a bad trip mm-hmm. like and it's like like i love everybody to death but it's just like i notice and like i feel like they notice whenever like after i like got off of my bad trips mm-hmm. like i definitely behave differently after them mm. you think like, it's like a like a permanent i don't know if thing. it's i don't know if it's permanent i feel like it's just like part of like just growth Mm -hmm. whether it's like positive or negative like it's a direction that like you're in you can do whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. like people like like it's difficult in a lot of situations like i'm like struggling with things like depression for example or just like a lot of different things that like kind of hinder you from doing all the things that you want to do but also like it's just like part of just like being a person yeah which sucks but also it's like everybody has to do it Mm -hmm. like i was telling somebody the other day like yo like it was like it was like one of like the younger homies who's like you know like whenever you meet like people that are younger than you who are currently going through something that you went through like years ago Mm -hmm. and are already like you've already fully processed it it's already out Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of chilling now like i've seen that like just talking to people who are like going through something i feel like it also like helps younger generations to like like just younger people in general to know like yeah like we've gone through some fucked up shit too like we we may not know exactly what you're going through but like we can empathize with you Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's one thing that like a lot like like that's like the main thing actually like as far as like the whole connection thing that i was talking about earlier like no yeah like it just like opens up people's like senses of empathy. I think, because mm, yeah. like whenever you're outside of yourself, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. So like you're thinking about like the greater good and just like just general, just like what is like the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that like pulls a lot of people together is just like the ability to have sympathy and empathy. Definitely. No, yeah, that's it's a big lack of that. <laughs> All that jazz. Uh, fuck Facebook. Anyway next uh topic <laughs> next question for sure um if you go take a time machine you go to the past or the future um and give yourself advice where would you go and what would you tell yourself so myself yes just you i 
Um, I would probably go to like myself in like middle school, and I would just like just tell the motherfucker like, all right, yo, like shit's always gonna be fucking weird. Like I know you feel <laughs> like I know you feel weird all the time, but like trust me, this is just how it is. Like. Sooner or later, like, you're just going to, like, adapt to your environment. Just, like, you are good at understanding, like, the people that, like, you can trust. Use that more. Like, understand, like, the people that are, like, really there for you and the people that are just, like, that are just there. Mm -hmm. Because, and also, like, all those kids that called you, like, gay and shit. Like, I mean, they were half right, so you can't be, like, real mad at them. But it was still mean but i mean yo fuck them bro like half of them gonna be dads later on don't worry (laughs) (laughs) like uh, insert insert um derogatory gay slur no you all that jazz Mm. like no yeah like no yeah i just tell that motherfucker (laughs) to just chill out and just like respect everyone around you like i've always like had a general sense of respect for people Mm -hmm. just like how i was raised and shit but i feel like there were just like so many like just my new case like just around like friends whenever i was in like middle school and like freshman year and like sophomore year yeah where i was just like kind of apathetic Mm -hmm. and i feel like that didn't like do like i feel like that like kind of like caused some like cuts in the relationships that i had at the time Mm mm-hmm just like switching from just like being like super nice to just like being real apathetic and just indifferent yeah towards like people that like i'm always around Mm -hmm. i feel like that was like that's a big piece of advice like get rid of the chip on your fucking shoulder yeah that's the biggest piece actually middle school is a weird time for everybody (laughs) nobody's brain is developed and we're just all trying to find out who we are period i know like i know just like the kind of asshole i was as a kid that like i would mm-hmm. have to prove to myself to my younger self that i am them mm-hmm. like i would have to like go deep into the crevices of my head and like pull some random shit out like mm-hmm. this is exactly what you think about yeah. and i was like oh yeah you're right word <laughs> that would be a weird it's a, it's a fun question but it'd be a weird scenario i'm saying like you don't look like me dead ass <laughs> like no nah, yo all right i'll be honest if i were in middle school and i saw myself right now i would more just be like oh, fuck off <laughs> go away i don't know you yeah i don't know i've always been on stranger danger type shit like like no nah, i don't know you i'm going away now yeah it's probably i'm, the, I'm walking off probably the safest option period <laughs> that's funny okay uh can you remember a time that you laughed the hardest I can remember the time, but, like, the part that pisses me off is, like, all right, so I was with my buddy Jason Driver, like, roommate, best friend, all that kind of shit, and we were just sitting at Schlotsky's. Like, it was senior year of high school. It was just the two of us just sitting there at lunch. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I just started laughing so hard at nothing like i think jason just made one comment Mm -hmm. and it wasn't about anything that was even particularly funny and i just started laughing i i laughed for five minutes straight loud to like belly loud like like (laughs) (laughs) 
all that kind of shit, just laughing my fucking ass off, like mm-hmm. tears going down my face. And it was all for nothing, mm-hmm. which I feel like is like, it's a great, that's a great like example of like, I feel like my sense of humor though. Wow, no, that's, that's the just best like, time. Just laughing at literally nothing in particular. I've, I've done that recently where I'll, I'll laugh at something that's not that funny. And then in my mind, I'm like, why are you laughing at something that's not funny? Like, it's funny. It's funny how that's like, not funny. And then you like, it's you're like your brain about short circuits <laughs> because you're just so goddamn confused. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, man. Uh, also, just nobody makes me laugh harder than that man either. Like, oh, yeah. Jason is like one of the funniest people I've met in my entire fucking life. Like, living with him, I'm just cracking up all the time. It's oh, yeah. beautiful. Uh, when I was, uh, I think I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. The, uh, one of the teachers was telling us, like, what he did over the weekend. He's like, I took a trip to Gobbler's Knob. And that shit made me laugh. So that's the first time. <laughs> it's a real place. Jesus. but Where I, is Gobbler's Knob? I want to say it's in Colorado. Oh. But that's the first time I'd ever heard those words together. Oh, my God. And I lost my shit. Like I, That's the first time I've ever like shot like liquid out of my nose from oh. laughing so hard. Man, I wish I could remember the first time I've done that. <laughs> but I've done that so many times. And every single time, I've just been so disgusted with myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you piece of shit. What is this? I, I was disgusted, but I was still laughing. So. No, like, that makes it funnier. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, but I want to say it's... I'm going to Google it real quick, because I, like, I feel like it was in Colorado. It's a real place. Gobb- oh. Gobbler's Knob. Let's see. It sounds like a porno. Oh, it looks like there's two of them. Wow. Oh, there's one in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Punxsutawney? <laughs> Holy shit. Like like Punxsutawney Phil? Let me see images. There's got to be a sign. Every day is Gobbler's Knob Day. Oh. Home oh, of Punxsy Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Is that the... That's uh, Groundhog's Day, bro. Okay. Okay. Like a, yo, what the fuck? so weather capital how are you a weather capital (laughs) i'm yo i'll be honest i'm just so mad at myself that i never caught that (laughs) i guess i didn't either like no groundhog's day is like one of my favorite fucking movies but like i never thought about i i thought that was like i didn't even like that didn't even register (laughs) because there's there's definitely one like near denver but i guess this is probably like the original holy fuck (laughs) weather capital of the world oh my god of course what else y'all got going on? <laughs> fucking, we got rain. Fucking, yeah, That's fucking funny. Gobbler's Knob. Small and boring. Simple and plain. Local news headline, man slips in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's life. For sure. Gobbler's Knob's out of here. Hmm. Anywho. Love it. Final wrap-up question. What do you think happens when you die? What do I think happens when you die? Yes. I mean, shit. I think... I think, like, half the people that, like... Just, like, know that they have some shit that they need to deal with... Just kind of, like, stay on some poltergeist shit. Mm-hmm. Like, not even, like, ghosts. Like, just, like... Like, not nah, like, you just, like... Like, you exist, but, like, not here. Mm-hmm. Like... It's still, like, the same plane and shit, but, like, you, like, on the astral plane, like, trying to, like, figure some shit out. 
like oh yeah forgot i i never returned like my my neighbor's dog's leash to him that blockbuster like, video some random shit like that <laughs> i feel like that's the kind of shit like like on some purgatory type shit mm-hmm. i feel like everybody that like knows where the fuck they're going because i feel like like i don't know i'd say i'm agnostic mm-hmm. so like i'm not really like super sold mm-hmm. on the idea of like heaven or hell or just like nothing at all mm. but i don't know i feel like like on like probably on some like back rooms type shit like have you heard about like the back rooms no oh bro yo just google uh the i've heard about room. the upper room oh yeah bro just uh google the back rooms like tell me if this if this like image is familiar yeah just the back rooms what do you mean? Like if it's basically, familiar? basically, it's just like an empty hallway, like a, or just like some building where like an office used to be, uh-huh. and it's just eternal. Like you just walk through it for fucking ever. Like it's like, like if someone like like you know how in video games, whenever like you clip out, yeah, and like you end up like in the floor, and like you can <laughs> see like just the nothingness underneath it. Yeah, that's basically what the back rooms are like—a similar concept. Like that's mm. clipping out of reality. That's uh, what I would, like, imagine purgatory to be, you know? Like, no, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Minecraft. Bro, fuck Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most, that's the most controversial thing that's ever been said on your podcast. Fuck Minecraft? <laughs> fuck Minecraft. That's cool. Where did, where did this... Is this, like, a recent concept that's like, come about? I wouldn't even say a recent concept. Like, I feel like there's always been, like, that kind of, like, idea of, like, some shit... Like, just, like, some just otherworldly, but, like, so mundane that mm-hmm. it feels like it's just from a different place entirely. Because, mm-hmm. like, apparently, like, a bunch of people have said, like, that these places, like, like, the back room in particular, like, that first photo just looks familiar. Like, they've been there before. Which, mm-hmm. like, most of us have probably been in, like, some kind of back room. But, like, I feel like so many people having that same exact, like, experience is just, like, kind of impossible unless, like... There was like some weirder sense of like nostalgia going on. Yeah, it's you, like like anyone, some shit that like just like natural. Do you think like there's a couch in there and you just get to chill with some people and talk shit? Nah, bro, I don't think there's any furniture. Damn. Like <laughs> like I don't know. Like my girlfriend was like trying to explain it to me like a while back. Mm-hmm. Like, but like that's like the basic concept of it. And, like you like you can leave, but it's only like after like you've accepted that like you're gonna be there forever. It's that kind of fuckery. Like, you have to, like, fully just, like, be in your head, like, all right, we're, like, I live here now. Like, I'm going to just, like, be in the back rooms forever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, I guess you're out. Like, the minute you accept it as home, you are, like, ousted from the back rooms. That's what I've been told. I don't mm. actually, like, know. It's weird. Just, like, little A things. Paradox. Like, it's, like, the same thing as, like, doing things in video games, like, that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's same. all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like doing shit in video games like you're not supposed to do they're just like there for some reason like i feel like gta is the best example of that just because of how many times i've seen shit clip out on it mm-hmm. like just every single time it's just like all right how are we gonna make this shit work like no yeah that's the basic i feel like it's probably something like that if like you know where the fuck you're going okay so you think everyone hits the back room at some point? I feel like, yeah, I feel like everybody's going to hit the back room. Either that or maybe, like, I don't Like I said, like, I feel like I've never really, like, put a lot of thought into, like, what happens. I also just picture, like, 
just like a white room with a chair mm-hmm. and i'm just like vibing out there's like a fucking like pomegranate that i can't open or some shit mm, pomegranate i don't even know what that tastes like but now i want one. Oh, pomegranates go hard <laughs> as fuck dude i love pomegranates oh yeah yay yay very exciting all right thanks for being on this has been a great conversation um thank you for having me of course man i was gonna ask uh how you landed on your dj names uh, <laughs> let's see um it all start like a yeah just the last like is this like the last thing or yeah it? we'll make it the last thing Word i was up. supposed to ask it like an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> where we've been on a, quite a few tangents i get you but um let's see um it all started because um my first like name that I was like releasing music on mm-hmm. was uh, just this name called a uh, Fisherman Children, which basically because like whenever I was younger, like me and my dad would always go fishing, mm-hmm. and like it was like it was like yeah he's a fisherman like so like that would make me like a fisherman's child. It was like mm-hmm. yeah fisherman child actually that's what it was. Fisherman Children was the email, mm. but yeah fisherman child was like my first like official like name that I was like making shit under. And then that just evolved into fish lips because at the time, like I was like, it was kind of like a weird vanity thing because I was like, my lips were just like big whenever I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like I've grown into them now. I think like they're still kind of plump, but like, I just felt like I had like lips, like a fish type thing. So I was like, no, yeah, I'm just going to make that the name. Like, that's kind of like some, some weird vanity type shit. But, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Oh, yeah. And also, I just love lips. Like, it's just like a cool body part to me. It's exciting. Like, I, just like, I just like lips a lot. Mm. But then after a while, I was, like, just not rocking with the name the same way anymore. And I just started, like, thinking about just, like, Spanish names because, like, the names are like the name is more just like inspired by like just Hispanic creators, mm-hmm. like people like Frida Kahlo. Like that's like the big like the obvious answer. In the so back of your tank. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, got Frida Kahlo, Chavela Barajas, who is like just one of my fucking like role models, as far as just like musically and just like how passionate she sings Mm -hmm. like she was a female mariachi mariachi singer and she would just like she would like write her own songs but she would also cover a lot of songs Mm -hmm. every song she covered like they were like sung from a masculine perspective and she wouldn't switch the pronouns like javela barhaus is like an lgbt icon in like Mexican and like Hispanic communities the same way Frida Kahlo is. Oh yeah. Like it was actually like rumored that like they had like a secret relationship like decades ago. So yeah, like and also um like last thing, like it was like just like the moodiest shit for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like both of them like just like they're really like exercising like their emotions through their music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I try to do a similar thing, whether it's like working with an artist, like whether it's just like making shit for myself, like it's always just like trying to get whatever the emotion is out, whether it's like happy or like sad or you're pissed or like you're in love or you're broke or you're like your heart is broken, like broken, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like Dolores, like if you shorten it, like Dolor mm-hmm. is uh, Spanish for pains. 
like dolores means like pains in spanish so mm-hmm. it's like it's like my way of like exercising like just like my emotions like music is therapy like yeah. this shit is my therapy damn that's a great answer i'm glad i asked that question <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, yeah, like it got from like it just went from tomfoolery to just like some meta shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Dolores. I appreciate it. Um you can find him at is it still it's not Dolores on Instagram? It's not Dolores. It's not Dolores on Instagram. And I don't know if you have any other social media. Um you have anything any projects coming up, anything you want to tell the people about? Uh yes, yes, yes. While you're following while you following, while you on Instagram and stuff, hold up. I'm going to pull something up for y'all real quick. Real, 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 real quick. I'm going to need y'all to do me a favor. And I'm going to need y'all to follow Ecto on Instagram. That's E-C-T-O dot C-O-R-P. Basically, it's just like all the homies getting together. Like, it's our little community of just like dudes that like we fucking with, dudes that fuck with us and like just dropping shit through there also uh follow all the homies like machine six Wasabi, ugly chulo connor barkhouse jay scott <laughs> talton aiden like all the homies 80s blonde uh, hmm no yeah just like yeah show love oh yeah show love to everybody very cool and you said uh you wanted to play is it some of your solo stuff Oh yeah, yeah, towards yeah. the end, just the yeah, just like the, uh, I believe it's like just like the first two minutes of TV Land, it's like it's an eight minute long song. I don't know if you want to do that. Is that on SoundCloud? Yeah, it's on Spotify. Spotify, hell yeah, yeah, bro. All right, well now we'll just use that as a, as a little outro. So TV Land. Oh, uh, all one word. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to look up Dolores too. I ain't popping like that. <laughs> Did I just delete the L? All right. Oh, there we go. Almost there. It's okay. We're going to find it. I could probably... Oh, shit. Those are zeros. That's not a space bar. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yep. There it is. Boom. All right. Shout out Natalie Cradler on the uh, album artwork. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. Peace.
Say so I've been jugging and jiving, I'm just barely arriving All my bits are so vibrant, boy, pick up your saliva I'm two feet from Nirvana, if I debuted in 83, I'd be out selling Madonna Holy hell, oh my God, where you been? What you want, what you want? 